0: So, so I'm excited about the power of faith. That's just what we studied last week. So, But the question now is, if faith is so important that the Bible says that's how we live, and also faith is so powerful that if we learn to wield it, we can actually change the world and change our world. The question is, how do I grow in my faith? So I'm going to... These are very simple stuff. I'm sure a bunch of you have heard this before, but we have a bunch of young people and young believers in this place. So we've got to go very... You know, <laughs> like just go very gently because they've never had it before. Some of us have had it several times. Some of them have never had this before. So the question now is, how does how do I grow my faith? How do I grow my faith? Now, before you can grow anything, so I'm getting to today's uh, meeting, uh, today's message. Now, before you can grow anything, it has to be there. Isn't that true? Yes. <laughs> you can't grow what does what's not there. So when you think of faith, I want you to think of your muscles. Like your spiritual muscles that you use in moving things. Your spiritual muscles that you use in getting things done, in accomplishing things. But let's look at the physical muscles, right? Do you know that everybody born into this world, you have all the muscles that you need? Like I'm saying, we all have, you know, we all have it. But the question is what? How we develop it is different, But it doesn't mean we don't have it. In other words, we have it in seed form. We have it in potential form. What we now do with it is what determines those who are, you know, built built up and, and those who are not. That's what determines it. The same thing in the spiritual world. We all, when we became believers, we were given what the Bible calls the measure of faith. So we're going to be looking at that. We're giving what is called the measure of faith. So there was a measure of faith given to everybody. But the question now is, what did we do with it afterwards? So some go on to work on it and build it. And then they became, you know, (laughs) very powerful in the spirit. And some let it lie flabby. Just like in a natural. Just, Just some let it lie flabby. And it's undeveloped. And listen, when faith is undeveloped, its power is not released. All those things that we read about, what faith can do, will not be happening if faith is not developed. So the question is, how do you develop your faith? And it's very simple. How do we grow in faith? So, But let's look at it. First of all, the, the point number one there is the measure of faith the measure of faith, if you are you know, using the outline, the measure of faith. And that's uh, from you know, the book of Romans, chapter 12 and verse 3. It says, for by the grace of God given to me, this is Paul talking to the, uh, to the church uh, in Romans. He says, "For the, by the grace of God given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think i'm using the esv more highly than you ought to think but to think sober to think with sober judgment according each according to the measure of faith that god has assigned According to the measure. I ever say the measure. The measure. It says, you know, we should think according to the measure of faith that God has assigned to us. The transition says according to the measure of faith that God has given us. The new KJV that God has given us. So, I mean, that, don't take my word for it. Take the word of scripture for it. The word of scripture says there's a, there's a measure. There's something called the measure. There's a measure of faith that God has given to every one of us. Just like when we were born, we have a measure of the muscles, right? We have a measure of faith. And listen, that measure of faith that God has given you is so powerful. It's already so powerful that what we need to do is to know that it's there and start using it. Yes. That measure is so powerful that it was what God, if you, were, if you, had, if you are born again, you are, you are saved. Right? You are saved. It was that measure of faith that led you. That brought you into Christ. That measure of faith is so powerful that it took you from the kingdom of darkness and translated you into the into the kingdom of God. And uh, let's look at Ephesians. It's not in your outline. You can write it. Ephesians chapter two, verse eight. So let's read Ephesians two, verse eight. How did we get saved? How did we come to know God? Ephesians two, verse eight says, "For by grace are you saved." Through what?
1: Hey. Through what? Faith.
0: true faith by grace we were saved but through faith not of ourselves right but it is what the gift of god so if the entirety of salvation right is the gift of god and it took two implement or two things for us to get saved grace and faith it means that both the grace is a gift from god and then the faith is a gift from god did you guys get my mathematics If we're saved totally, not of our works, Mm -hmm. right, but through God. Mm -hmm. That means everything that it took for us to be saved came from God, not from us. We had nothing to offer to be born again. Mm -hmm. We had nothing to offer to be born again. So that means everything it took for us to be saved came from him. So that means the grace came from him Mm -hmm. and the faith also came from him. It was at that point, when we received our salvation, that that measure of faith, which is called saving faith, began to work in our lives. Amen. Amen. you you getting it. So, it was faith that got us saved through grace. And everything is the gift of God. So, that means there's a gift of faith in you. Everybody say I have a gift of faith. I have, I have a, gift a gift of, of faith. faith. The measure of faith. I have a measure of faith inside of me now. Inside of me now. It's it it's, it's something I possess. You know, look at that first John 5 4 again. 1 John 5 4. It uses that possessive, you know, that possessive word power. How faith. It says this is the victory that overcomes the world. Right? This is the big that overcomes the world. Even what? I would say, I have faith. our faith. You know, I want you to claim it. Say, have faith. our faith. faith. Say, I have faith. I have faith. There's nobody here who is deficient of faith. There's nobody nobody here. Deficient. Say, I've got faith. I've got faith. I want you to believe that. You have it. I have it. Amen. Amen. So, what we need now is we need to grow it. We need to use it. We need to start utilizing it. You have it. But that one that you already have right now is so powerful. It's powerful because it took you from the kingdom of darkness. Amen. It's one of the hardest things that can ever be done for somebody to be resurrected from the dead,
1: yeah.
0: right? Yes. You know, from the, the spiritual death and to become a living being in the spirit. It was that measure of faith that is inside of you that did it. Mm-hmm. So you already have powerful faith in you. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 So begin to see yourself as having faith, okay? So, how many of you are convinced now that you have some faith? Say, I have it. Never ever let anybody tell you that you are faithless. Your faith might still be growing undeveloped. It might still be little. The quality might need to be better. The quantity might need to be better. Do you get what I'm saying? But, you already have powerful faith. And Jesus made a statement. He said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain... Or say to this tree and it will move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the question is, what is, a, what is faith as a mustard seed? So people think that when Jesus said faith as a mustard seed, he's talking about the quantity. That okay, yeah, you know, little faith. No, what he's saying when he talk about the faith as a mustard seed is that you have faith and you use it like you will use a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. What do you do with a mustard seed? You plant it, yeah. it's yeah. so tiny but you plant it, but then it grows up to become the mighty oak tree or whatever, mustard tree or whatever. Amen? Yes. Amen. Amen. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. So what he's saying there is that whatever faith you have right now, yes. no matter how little it is, yes. plant, it. plant it. Use it. Start using it. Plant it. Start using it. And it will start moving mountain, moving mountain and then it will start growing, 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 growing until it become very, very powerful. So, we, we don't have a deficiency of faith. What we have is a deficiency of the use and the planting of our faith. Amen. And that's what we're learning this month. We want to learn how to plant it and how to grow it. So, which leads me to my second point. The multiplication of faith. The multiplication of faith. How do we multiply our faith? How does faith grow? So, one of the, um, I would say, one of the most powerful passages in scripture that tells us about how faith grows is Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It says, So then, everybody say, So then, so then. faith comes. Somebody say, faith comes. faith comes. Say it again, say, Faith comes. Faith comes. What does that mean? Faith. Starts to grow, it starts inside of you, it starts to grow inside of you, it starts to become activated inside of you. Do You get what I'm saying? That measure of faith that you have inside of you, you know, starts to get activated, starts to grow. Start, you know, you first of all receive, you know, it to get saved and it continues to grow. But how does it come by what hearing and what and hearing through the word of Christ? So, simply, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Fear also comes by hearing. Because fear is the opposite of faith. Yes. You know, you are sitting down somewhere and then suddenly you, you just, you're, you're just watching the news. And then suddenly you just hear in the news, um, you know, uh, there's there a shooter that is going about and then they mention your neighborhood. I said, a person has been going around that neighborhood. Suddenly, that thing enters you, and then the next thing you know is you are going to lock all your doors. Mm-hmm. Where are my security? Where are this and that? You start acting. You heard a word, right? Mm-hmm. And then what happens? You start to act on the word. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You are demonstrating faith in that word. Mm-hmm. So, faith demonstrated in the words of the devil is fear. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Fear is faith demonstrated in negative words or the words of the devil. That's what fear is. But faith is demonstration based on God's word. Your action based on God's word. Yep. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, we hear a lot of things all the time. And then that thing just motivates us. Before you know, we're acting based on that word. Yeah. You understand? So if it is positive, if it's from God's word, then that's faith at work. Mm-hmm. The, the kind of faith, the God kind of faith at work. But if it is a negative thing and you, are follow, you, are, you act on that negative thing, it is still faith at work, but it 's faith reversed, and that 's called fear So some people are developed in faith. they are so strong. their muscles of faith are so strong but it 's in a negative <laughs> Do you get what i 'm saying it 's in a negative direction. They are so strong in faith, but they are, but really they are strong in fear. They've misdirected that that muscle. They've misdirected it. They've built up themselves in faith, but in negative faith, which is fear. So when you see people that have phobias and all that, those are people of powerful faith. They actually, you know, somebody actually believes, some people actually believe that a spider that is crawling on the whatever, that a spider, that spider can harm them. That's a lot of faith. For you to believe that that tiny thing is going to harm you, it's a faith. it's a lot of faith, you know. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm you know, of course, I'm joking and all that, but I'm just saying that something is who believe. It takes faith to believe that because I I said I the spider is smaller than you, just that's it. It's gone. <laughs> I'm like. It's a lot of faith to believe. It's a lot of faith to believe that a fly, you know, the fly that is coming, and he starts start running away from the fly, eh, running away from the fly. It takes a lot of faith for me to run from a fly, <laughs> but it's faith in the opposite direction. Do you get what I'm saying? So some people are developed in the negative aspect of faith, and why are they developed in it? Because of what they have. heard. You know, I remember there was. I never used to be afraid of hornets. I never used to be afraid of hornets. You know, all those hornets and wasps and all those things. I never used to be afraid. I mean, we growing up, we just see them. We see them flying. We knock them. We do whatever. It took... So one day, it was this, this place. We were in this place. And then we found, we found some, uh, some wasps. Is it hornets or wasps? Hornets. Okay, wasps, nets, and all that at the top. So I was just going, a lot of them, so I was just, we're still setting up this place and everything. So I was just going there to just go and just take it. And then the next thing is my kids just started screaming, Jesse and Joshua, Daddy! Don't do it! (laughs) And then you know what they told me? They started telling me, you know, Daddy, you know those things, when they bite you, you know, you can go to the hospital. In fact, you can kill their leader or whatever. I started hearing and hearing. Before you know it, I started getting afraid. And <laughs> since that day, anytime I see oh, honest now, I remember that if they bite me, that they can take me to the hospital. So I, <laughs> I stay away from them. What did they do?
1: Right.
0: They implanted faith mm-hmm. in the opposite direction in me. Mm-hmm. Because of what I heard. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful what you, what you hear. Because what you hear is planting faith in you or planting fear in you. That's why Jesus said, take heed how you hear. Take heed what you hear. Because what you hear is planting a seed inside of you and growing inside of you to become either faith or fear. So that's why you, you have to be you know, in what you hear. You have to make sure that you choose what you hear. So let's look at a few people, um, just a few passages and see... Going to, we're going to point out how they got faith. So the first instance was a woman, the woman with the issue of blood. So watch that this woman had had this issue for many years, You know, giving you the context of the story. She had the flow of blood from her that kept on going for decades, just kept on going nonstop. A- according to the description there, the woman must have been a, man of, a woman of means. She must have had some money. Because they said she went to Luke said she went to many physicians. No, no, no. no. I think it's John that, that did that. Said went to men or Mark. Mark said went to many physicians, mm-hmm. and she was not better. You know, she had gone to many doctors. She had tried all kinds of medical interventions and all that, but it didn't get better. So sometimes, what I'm going to tell you is that there's sometimes that the as much as we love the medical profession, sometimes they are limited.
1: Yes, they are. Yes, they are.
0: There are some situations that you bring and you take it from one specialist to the other, and they just tell you that they'll give you this one, give you that one, but it still continues. That's what this woman had been going on. That's been going on in this woman's life for a long time, for a long time in her life. And they said that she has spent all that she had. She has spent all that she had. So she she had something, but she spent it all. So this woman was, um, you know, impoverished, and then. She was, the blood continued to flow. Secondly, the woman, because of the law of Moses, when somebody has any kind of issues, right? Issue like that, you are supposed to stay away from other people. So she couldn't even interact with people because of what was going on. But look at what happened. I want you to point out the keyword. Look at it. They said, this is from Mark chapter 5, verse 24 to 34. They says, and they went with him. That's another person. And a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. So 12 years, 12 years, over a decade. And who had suffered much under many physicians. You now doctors had done all kinds of things to her. And had spent all that she had. So she was impoverished, and she was no better, but rather grew worse. Look at the key. Everybody read it together with me. She had heard the reports about Jesus. What gave her faith? The reports reports about what? Jesus. So basically this woman had been going through this thing for 12 years, Then suddenly she just had a neighbor talking. "You know, there's a man in town that whenever he prays for you, you get healed. In fact, there was somebody who lived you know on the other side. he was blind. His name was Bartimius. As he prayed for Bartimius, you know he saw. There was another person who lived on so-so-and-so place. You know, this, this man prayed for this man, and then he was healed. That, you know, remember that leper? The, the leper that everybody used to run away from, right? And yeah. You know, this man just didn't even, just said one word, and, thought, and then the leper just got healed. So as this woman was hearing all this story, hearing all this story, what was happening to her? Faith was coming. Faith was coming. Through what she was hearing. That's the power of testimonies. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why we share testimonies. Because testimonies are reproducible, yes, yeah. testimonies are repeatable. Yes. Yeah. Whatever God, you see, whenever God does something for you, sorry, for your neighbor, it means that God is in the neighborhood. Do you get what I'm saying? If God does something for your neighbor, it means he's in the neighborhood. So that means it's a possibility for you.
1: Amen.
0: Testimonies are powerful. When you share your testimony and you put it out, it's, it's reproduced. Because other people will just believe.
1: Yes.
0: And then the you know, report will stay of faith inside their hearts.
1: Right.
0: So, what did she do? As a result of the faith that she, she got by hearing. Her faith was transmitted to her through words. Do you get it? Faith was transmitted to her through words. As a result of that, she acted... She acted. She dis- you know, that action, many th- we underestimated. The person that was beside Jesus was the person that will arrest her for breaking the quarantine mm. required that Moses had placed in the law. The head of the synagogue. Remember, that's the person Jesus was walking with to his house, whose daughter was, you know, <laughs> whose daughter was sick. So the person that will have arrested her was beside Jesus. But faith made her break the protocol. Faith moved her to act, you know, irrespective of what the law had said, irrespective of what, you know, what she was not supposed to have done, faith moved her to do it. There's something about faith that once faith comes into you, no matter what people are saying, no matter the limitations that other people have said that cannot be done, you will break that limitation. Amen. 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 Faith makes us break limitations, cross lines, yes. you understand, know, that people say cannot be crossed. Amen. If people have ever told you that it is impossible, nobody has ever done that before. When faith gets inside of you, all those things become irrelevant. Right. Amen. So the woman went through that. And then she said, Look at what, you know, something had happened to her heart. So she said, And she said, If I touch even is garment. I mean, how did the woman come to that conclusion that this man that is walking about, if, if all I just need to do is touch the garment, yeah.
1: wow.
0: and I'll be healed? Hallelujah. It's what she has heard. She heard that Jesus spoke, and leper was healed. She heard that Jesus, you know, she was just hearing stories of what Jesus did. So she just formulated her own. That, my own. <laughs> if I touch the garment, I will be healed. Yeah. The doctors have said it's not possible. They've wasted all my money, but I just need. To, I just need to touch the garment of this man. How did she develop such a faith? It was because of what she heard over and over and over. I want to tell you guys that if you will start hearing the word over and over and over, some ideas will start coming to you. Yes, yes. yes. Ideas that what people have not done before. And you will do it and you will tap into the power of God. Do you know that now people, people, what that woman did, later Paul did it in Ephesus where he was sending his, his apron to people. People yes. were getting ill. Yes. But that woman was the first person in the Bible that they talked about that devised such a thing. Wow. And it was faith that brought it out from inside of her. Yes. Faith will give you crazy ideas. Yes. yes. I received that. Yes. Faith will, will lead you to do certain things you understand? Know, because faith guides. Faith speaks. Mm-hmm. Faith motivates. Yes. It will give you some ideas to do certain things and you will break barriers. Yes. Yes. Amen. That's how faith works. Young people here, listen to me. If, you're, if you listen to the word of God and faith comes to you, there are things that we have not seen in this world that yes. some of you will, you will bring into this world. Yes. Yes. There are things that will transform your generation. Businesses, ideas, uh, new ways of doing things, new inventions, new creations. They will just just come to you and you will just have the boldness to go ahead and do it.
1: That's
0: what faith does. It's a conviction that begins to lead you to do things. That woman had that conviction and he led her to do that. Let's look at another man. Acts chapter 14. Verse 8 to 10. It says, now at Lystra, there was a man. So it's not, so you see now, the first one was a woman. The second one is what? So it means that it's irrespective of your gender. Yes. Right? There was a man sitting who could not use his feet. This man was crippled. Yeah, from birth. He was crippled from birth and he had never walked listen maybe you are listening to me right now and maybe you are not crippled physically but some things in your life have been crippled in your faith in your purpose have been crippled you've not been able to walk you've not been able to advance in that area because there's some crippling there's just some things crippling you crippling you in working in your purpose crippling you from work in you know in your finances crippling you in your relationships Stopping you. This man was limited and crippled and stopped. But what was his solution? He listened. Look at it. What did he do?
1: He
0: listened listened to Paul speaking. What was Paul speaking about? Speaking God's word. Speaking about Jesus. Paul was speaking about Jesus. And this man crippled was listening just listening now listen, look at it and if you read the entire context you know read the whole thing you will get that feel that the man was had been listening for some time it wasn't just that he wasn't just like in the listen for a few a few you know a few minutes mm-hmm. You know, i had been listening. I've been listening. Because Paul had been, they'd been teaching in Lystra. Teaching in Lystra. Teaching in Lystra. Lystra and this man had been hearing. And then something was, began to happen inside, you know, the, you know the, the spirit of this man. Crippled man. Something began to happen in his spirit. That, this Jesus that they are talking about. This Jesus that they are talking about. You know, this Jesus they are talking about. And then, look at what, what happened. They said, and Paul looking intently at him and seeing that he had faith to be made well. Yeah. So, listen. For Paul to see that this man had faith to be made well, it's also, it also implies that you could see when somebody doesn't have faith to be made well. Ooh. 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 Mm-hmm. You know that was faith... Can be faith per- per- can be perceivable. Yeah. I've experienced it many times. When you, I just know that if you pray for this person, it's going to happen because you could just see the way the person is talking. You understand? You just all pastor, all just all the justice, you just just stand in that moment. I just believe this is done and whatever you see that the way they are talking. But you see some people the way they are talking. You know that you still need to do some training teaching and teaching for them to get it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That the word is not you know is not there fully there. Mm-hmm. Paul saw. That he had faith to be. There's a lot to be, to be learned from that. He had faith to be healed. Also, another lesson you can learn from there is that it's faith that heals. It's faith in God that heals. And you can know it. You can see it. You can perceive it. And then look at what Paul said. He said in a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. <laughs> So, faith to be healed, and all that needed to be done was to get it into action. And then suddenly his leg started, that had never walked before, started walking. Amen. What happened? The word that this man had been listening to and hearing penetrated deep in his spirit, created a conviction. All he just needed was somebody to turn on the switch for him to act. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. So we're learning a lot about faith, and we're going to talk more about, you know, really the, you know, the process of faith and all that, you know, action and all that. But we're learning something in there, right? Faith comes by hearing. Everybody say, faith yeah. comes by hearing. Faith, faith comes by, by hearing. hearing. Faith comes by hearing. So, final, the final part of my message, the method of faith. The method of faith. I just want to show you, what does hearing mean? If faith comes by hearing, what does it mean to hear? What does it mean to hear? Um, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 24 is the method through which we grow, like we allow faith to come into our spirit. So Proverbs 4, 20 to 24 says, My son. So, well, if you, sorry, uh, undivided attention is the key to faith. Undivided attention is the key to faith undivided attention. You notice that those two people, the woman refused to be distracted by anybody. She said, if I may touch the hem of the garment. And then for this man to say he was listening and paying rapt attention to Paul. Undivided attention is the key to faith. My son or my daughter, be attentive to my words. This is Proverbs four twenty to twenty four, incline your ears to my sayings. Mm-hmm. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and healing to all their flesh.
1: Yes.
0: Keep your heart without vigilance, mm-hmm. for it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech, and put on put away put. De- devious, devious talk far from you. So it's telling us some things in here how to pay attention. This is, this is the key to receiving the power of the word and by, to walk into walking our life or receiving, growing our faith. The law, somebody called this, this is the law of receiving. Proverbs chapter 4 the law of receiving. So the first thing you see there is attempt. Attend. Attend. That's the first thing, and that means to give close, undivided attention to what God is saying. Mm-hmm. To keep to give close, undivided attention to what God is saying. So the way I do it is that. So let's say, for, you know, for example, there's a fed, there's a fed project that I need to do, healing in my body or something, you know, in the family or whatever what I do is that I will, first of all, find messages, passages of scriptures that speak to that, mm-hmm. right? Then the next thing is, okay, now let's begin this project. I will cut off every other thing. TV off. I'm talking about TV, normal TV off. A mm-hmm. um, lot of activities off. Mm-hmm. And then I am continually, so if I'm, watch, I'm continually watching and listening, to a message like watching youtube or listening to that message mm-hmm. and then I'm pausing to meditate on the passage and then I'm reading it continually 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 and as you keep doing it for for some for some people it might take when you first start it might take several days it might take you know some people even weeks of doing it but afterwards it starts shortening the time, you know, depending on what that area is, you know, do you understand? It starts to shorten down. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I'll give you an example. My wife is my, is my witness. Um, in December, I, had, I felt symptoms of COVID.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In December, I could feel everything the cough, bah, bah, you know, the, what was the other one? The sore throat, the whatever. So, I was like, is this COVID? You know, COVID. Well, I was at home anyway, so that's fine. So, but I said, it came from my speed that, okay, so COVID, so why is this special? Is that I mean? Haven't you dealt with other sicknesses before?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You understand? I, you know, I've prayed. I've seen blind eyes open before. I've prayed. I've seen cripple walk before. So why, why? So why COVID and all that? Is what do you do to all sicknesses? So I do, perhaps, for yeah. yeah. that's what I do to every one of them. So what did I do, Maybe I went right. Yeah. I you turned on the, the YouTube. So I started listening to it. I felt the symptom all through, you know, and then I started listening to it maybe around 8 o'clock in the evening, Mm -hmm. watching messages on, you know, on faith, on healing. And, you know, there's a book called Christ the Healer, very powerful book. It's on YouTube too. It's one of the most powerful books ever written on healing by F.F. Boxworth. It's called Christ the Healer. you know, so... You know, I was reading I was listening to it and everything. So and then I was trying to listen to the message. And I, I just I fell asleep. I fell asleep there with all the cough. Ah, rah, rah, rah. I fell asleep. Around 2 a.m. The message was still going on. When it was around 2 a.m. It was Kenneth Hagin that was preaching. And I just opened my, my eyes and then it said it said you you if you have you know, something like a virus or something has attacked your body right now, stand up. And then that's what I woke up to. Say, stand up. So I just stood up beside the bed. You know, of course they had isolated me then, you know, so I was alone. I was quarantined, you know. So I jumped up, I jumped. And he said, repeat after me. And I just repeated after me, whatever. Instantly, I felt something physical leave me. Oh, wow. Instantly, the, the cough stopped. Never came back again. Amen. The sore throat stopped. Every symptom stopped.
1: Amen.
0: That, was it. that was it. And I was free of it completely. So, the same thing is it you know, it works in the same way. Mm-hmm. Undiv- I would say Undivided, attention. undivided, undivided attention. attention. Then the next one says, Your hears, your hears, your hears. We accept what it says. When it says, incline your ears. You know, when inclined, you incline, know you know what it means to incline? Like, when you incline, it means that you, you are bowing, right? You are, you are moving towards that thing. It's speaking about, a, there's a humility. There's a willingness to accept. You know, somebody's talking to me and I incline my hair. There's a willingness to actually hear. So, that is speaking about, not only are you giving un- divided attention, you're actually removing all your preconceived notions. Yes. Do you get what I'm saying? All your preconceived notion about that issue. Mm-hmm. Take it off. Mm-hmm. Whatever religion has taught you, whatever people have told you, take it off and say, okay, no, I've heard, I've heard everybody talk about this thing. Now, I want to hear Jesus talk about it. I want to hear the word without anybody filtering it to me. When you get to that point, when you decide that you're going to hear from Jesus directly, you, you know, it takes a preacher, it takes people to confuse you. The Bible is very plain. It's so plain that it takes a preacher or a teacher or some people to confuse you. It's so plain. If you just listen to the Bible without all your religion and everything, you will see it very clearly there. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. He, healed, he healed people in the Old Testament. healed people while he was here. Why will he really stop after death? Did he lose his power? Yeah. No. Did he lose his love? No. They said in those days, people got ill because he was moved with compassion. Does, has he stopped being moved with compassion? Do you get what I'm saying? You start moving all those things away. Then you hear the word unfiltered. That's what it means to incline your ears to the word. And then it says, the next one is sight. Let it not depart from your eyes. So now, try, as you are listening, the one thing that word does to you is that words create images in your mind. For example, now if I tell, her, if I say there's a big black dog at the door, you guys don't you don't see the spelling of the words b i g, b l a c k. What do you see? You also a big black dog there, image, yes. an image of a big black dog standing by the door. Mm-hmm. So my words communicated images to your mind. What are tr- interpreted interpreted as images? So the the, the destination of what is actually images. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? So, what you want to do is that that word that you are listening to, let it create images in your mind. Help it along. Use the power of your imagination. Imagine yourself healed. Imagine yourself with that amount of money that you need. Imagine yourself in that job. Imagine yourself doing that thing that God says you can do. Put the image in your mind. Don't let anybody tell you you are forcing the image. If it is an image in God's word, put it there. Like somebody said, he said, the future that you cannot picture, you cannot feature in. The, the future that you cannot picture from scripture, you cannot feature in. Okay, let me say it again. <laughs> the future that you cannot picture from scripture, you cannot feature in. So the, if you want to feature in any kind of future, picture it from scripture. That's why God gives people vision. That's why he told Abba, write the vision. That's why you know, he gave us the Holy Spirit. Your young men shall see vision. Because he knows that the way he made us, we first of all have to have the image first before it becomes a physical reality. So you have to image the world. You have to let the world create images in you. And then the final part of the hearing process is keep, keep, keep. That's the last word, they keep. So I don't know if we, you guys got everything. I would, I, would, I would say it, you know, attend, give close undivided attention to what God is saying to us, removing all distractions. Mm-hmm. He, he, uh, ears we accept what he says. We adopt a humble, Teachable attitude, a humble, teachable attitude towards God, removing all our prejudices and preconceptions. And then for sight, we focus our eyes on the word and we keep it from conflicting facts. Remember what Jonah said in his prayer? He said, those who observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. those who observe lying vanities, they forsake their mercy there's a mercy that belongs to us grace that belongs to you, but when you start observing lying vanities you forsake that mercy even though it's yours so make sure you keep your eyes from observing lying vanities, tell you you are a liar let God be true and every man a liar God's word is true irrespective of what I see Abraham did not doubt in his own heart. He refused to doubt. Or to be moved by the deadness of Sarah's womb. Or the deadness of his own body. But he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Knowing fully well that he who has promised is able to do that which he has promised. Amen. 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 Someone say, doubt your doubts. yes, And feed your faith. Doubt your doubts. In the sun and feed your faith. Doubt the doubt. Refuse. Sometimes you just keep your eyes from it. The symptom is showing up. Just when you are beginning to you're meditating on the word, that's when the symptoms become worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what usually happens. Take your eyes off the symptoms. Take your eyes off this and keep your eyes on the word. There's gonna be a resolution. You sir. Take your eyes off the symptom. You know, when you begin to pray and trust God for your finances, that's when it seems as if the problems start to come. Because Satan comes for the word's sake to steal the word from you from growing. At that moment, stay on the word because it means things are amending. Keep your focus on the word. The fi- keep, we retain, then the final one, keep, we retain the word by continuing to so hold the world in our heart, refusing to be moved. You hold the world in our hearts and we refuse to be moved. We refuse to be moved. You hold, just, so you, 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 you are hearing it. You are hearing it. You are hearing it. It's coming. Satan will come and try to steal it using all those methods. You know, in the parable of the, th- of the sower, you know, by the wayside, By You know, it will try by turns, by all kinds of challenges. But if you refuse to be moved, just keep the word there. Just keep saying the word. Just keep saying the word. Just keep saying the word. You are not the one that will produce the result. The word has capacity within itself to produce the result. The word is the incorruptible seed. The word is the miracle seed. The word of God will ask. He said, no word from God is void of power. That's what the angel told Mary. Mary said, how shall these things be? You know, the angel said, for no word from God is void of power. God's word has the power to fulfill itself. Just like when you put the seed inside the ground, the seed has the capacity within itself to generate the oak tree. Just plant it in there. You are not the one that will produce the result. It is the word put in the right environment of your heart that will generate the result. Just cultivate it and put it in there. It will grow and multiply. First the blade, then the hair, then the full corn in the hair. And the harvest is going to come. That's how faith grows. Everybody say, faith comes by hearing. And hearing. And hearing by the word of God.
1: That's
0: how faith grows. So please, how do you practice this? Whatever it is right now that's a, a, a thing in your life that you know is promised by grace, mm. practical stuff, you know that this is a promise of God, but you're not saying it. Mm. Go into the word, right? Find what the word says about it, and then give it undivided attention. I tell you when, you, when you start to do it, you get distraction. That's when you just discover that somebody starts to fight you. Mm. Now, I'm telling you. You just, before you, know, you just call someone and the next thing if a relative or somebody, they'll just start to fight you. You need to remember that a distract. that's a distraction. In fact, you need to start telling somebody. Um, when they start distracting, say, I'll get back to you. I'm working on something right now. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody say, I'm working on something. I'm working
1: on something. I, don't
0: want to, I don't want you to spoil what I'm working on. You know? I, I'm working on something. You know? You know, I'm not in the mood to fight right now. I'm working on something. I'm building my faith. And faith works by love. So I, I'm working on something. Get the distractions out. Amen. Amen. Because the distractions have come to stop the word. Satan comes for the word's sake. To steal the word that was planted in your heart. But don't let him steal that word. He knows the capacity of that word. He knows the power of that word. Don't let him steal it. Hold on to it and produce the power of it. Hallelujah. Amen Amen and amen. Come on, why don't you give God praise for what we have heard? Come on, let's give him praise. Amen. Let's give him praise. Let's give him praise. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet and just thank God for what we have heard today. Everybody say, after me, say, they just shall live by faith. just
1: shall live by faith.
0: Come on! I want everybody to say, "Say the just shall live by faith." The the just shall, shall live, live by, by faith. faith. And I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness, righteousness of God. In Christ, In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. So I am the just. I, I am, am the just. just. So faith is my lifestyle. Faith, faith is, is my, my lifestyle. lifestyle. I'm a faith person. I'm, I'm a faith, faith person. person. A faith child. I'm the faith, a faith child. Of a faith God. Of a faith God. So I live by faith. I, I live by faith. faith. My faith pleases God. My faith, my faith pleases God. God. My faith is powerful. My faith is. Powerful. My faith moves mountains. My faith moves mountains. My faith produces results. My faith produces results. And I know how faith comes. And I know how faith comes. I have received the measure. I have received the measure of faith. Of faith. Saving, faith. Saving faith. Saving faith. When I came into Christ. When I came into Christ. And now. And now. I can build the capacity. I can build the capacity. I can expand the capacity. I can expand the capacity by continually. By continually feeding it and exercising and Now I know how to feel it. Now I know how to feel by hearing and 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 continuing to hear to hear until I'm fully persuaded. Until faith comes in my heart. Until faith comes in my heart. And then when I act
1: I, yeah, I, 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 I and, act. Act. and
0: when I speak and when I, I speak, speak, it produces mountain, mountain moving force that can change, circumstance, that can change circumstances, circumstances. That can overcome this physical world. Yeah, that that can overcome this physical, this world, physical to bring the will of God into manifestation. I will cooperate with God. I will cooperate with, God. with, God. with my faith. With my faith. Like the woman with the issue of blood. Like a woman with the issue of blood. Cooperated with Jesus. Cooperated with I will cooperate with God. I will cooperate I will. With, God. with God. Like the man at Lystra. Like the man at Lystra. Cooperated with Paul. I will cooperate with God. With, with God. That. By putting, myself in, place, by putting myself, myself in the place where I give the word, where I give the word undivided, attention, undivided attention, attention until it saturates until me, permeates my, my being and becomes my vision. Because because my vision becomes my confession. Becomes my motivation. Becomes my action. And I will fulfill God's plans for me, God plans God me. by faith. Come so on, give God thanks for listening to the Glow podcast we trust you were blessed and inspired for more contents from dr land visit our website at
1: www.pastorland.com and follow at pastor land on instagram twitter
0: and facebook keep glowing see you next time